0: Hey, folks, we're still catching up. This episode will recap the results of the event, which ended on February 18th, Hunter X. Bonder, for both the global results and the mega coalition, Gods of Theros. At the end of the episode will be part two of my interview with the poet Big Bill, one of the very early members of Gods of Theros. Pipes! Nerd! Let's go, brother. From Studio 1A at the worldwide headquarters of EchoBlade Studios, weekly podcast focusing on the mobile game Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest Global team results The world's top players The world's top teams Ladies and gentlemen MTG PodQuest. Please welcome Nerd Thuggery. Thank you, Pipes. Broadcasting from our studios in Florida to over 1,000 listeners in 40 countries on five continents. What's up, gods and groggers? Welcome to MTG PodQuest, the world's only podcast covering news and events surrounding the mobile game Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest. I am Nerd Thuggery. let's dive right into the global results from February 18th, Hunter x Bonder. The scores are always a little lower when Hunter x Bonder comes to town, and hmm... When Hunter x Bonder comes to town... What's your name, stranger? Bonder. Hunter x Bonder. Uh oh. Go get Goblin Pile. He's at the Blue Lotus. But his team is reckless, Sheriff. Last time we called him, something went wrong. I know, I know. Don't panic. But by the gods of Theros, we need to send Bonder back to Oblivion. Now go!
1: What's up, dog?
0: Hunter X. Bonder just rolled into town. So? You have one job, Goblin Pile. Hold my grog. Get the horses. Get the horses. Goldfish, Teferi. We've been tormented by Bonder so long, I aim to see him embalmed. Or at least sent to retirement. You sure are talking funny, Sheriff. Black Pipe's Black Lotus. What? Go, go! All right, I've tortured you enough already. <laughs> hey, man, you get what you pay for. So for Hunter X Bonder, you have one job, had uh, 12 perfect scores to eke out Goblin Pile, Blue Lotus, and Team Reckless, all pretty tight there, uh, within 10 points of each other. But you have one job, won this event. Overall, only nine teams scored higher than 95% in Hunter X Bonder. Those teams in order were... You Have One Job, Goblin Pile, Blue Lotus, Team Reckless, Gods of Theros, Black Vice, Something Went Wrong, Teferi, MTG Goldfish, All right, let's finish this up with our summary of the event that ended on February 11th for my home coalition, The Gods
1: of Theros. We had
0: three in the top 16. The gold team did well, placing fifth in the world in this event. Dodge has performed his mathematical mastication and has spit forth his report The Throne of Perfection. Mork90 continues his epic run, now with a sweet 16 perfect event scores in a row to stay grounded in the tower of ultimate domination. This god hasn't lost a point since October 30th, 2023. Incredible! Derek Rogers is also getting closer to badassery status with his 8th in a row. Tremendous! And the Throne of Perfection continues to field a crowded god party with 6-iron couch Clown both with 6 wins in a row Swallow. And Sepulchre, Razuishu, Soul Twist, holding court with five wins. Cheers, gods. A hustling 25 members of Gods of Theros ascended the coveted throne of Theros with perfect scores of 140 this week, including Mork, 90, Shrike, 6-iron, Zeke. Cout's Clown. Mr. Snuggles. Derek Rogers. Big Ben. Sepolka. CM9009. Sangwoo Lee. Kulamane. Raced Lim. Nano89. Imperial. Soul Twist. Fireboy. Newera. Oh my God, Puppies. Dislim, Demosthenes. Doctor Who. Rasuishu. Last Exit. Dodge You. A Grindin' 11 members claim the Demigod status, scoring 95% or more, including Kung Fu, Chuck, Wolf, 815, Helios, Targriel, Cavatopi, Imagine, Braxton, Voodoo, Craig Kinzel, Scald, Strider, Del Nardo, another posing 65 avatars, scored 75% or more. Good job, guys. All right, let's break down the teams. The gold team. 11 gods with perfect scores, one demigod at 95%, a team performance of 96. The top performers, we have five at the top still. A perfect 100 rating, Mork 90, Derek Rogers, 6 Iron, Sepulchre, and Couch Clown. That puts our gold team at fifth place in the world this event. Player movement has Danny Crow, Roey5-1, and Punis moving to the silver team. The silver team. Five gods with perfect scores, five demigods at 95%, a team performance of 91. The top performer, Razuishu at 100, Targriel and U both at 98. That puts our silver team at 13th place in the world for this event. Player movement this week has Razawishu, Targriel, and Shrike all moving up to the gold team. Adembe and EEAAJJ are moving to the bronze team. The bronze team! Four gods with perfect scores, two gods at 95%, a team performance rating of 89. The top performers, Dolio at 97, Big Ben at 96, and Nerd Thuggery at 93. And that puts the bronze team at 16th place in the world for this event. Player movement after this event has Dolio and Big Ben moving up to the silver team. Koalos and Gigi Allen are moving to GOT4. The Quads of Theros! Two gods with perfect scores, 2 demigods at 95%, a team performance of 81. Top performers in the quads are Soul Twist at 100 and Braxton and Adinako at 92. The Quads of Theros took 24th place in the world this event. Player movement has Soul Twist and Adinako moving up to the bronze team. Craig Kinzel moving to GOT5 and Ainuroth is returning to his home in the Grogs of Theros. El Cinco de Theros! One god with a perfect score, 2 demigods at 95%, a performance rating of 76. The top performers are Dislim at 94, Gabriel at 89, and Kinden at 86. The Cinco placed 27th in the world for this event. Player movement has Kinden and Lil Dedge moving up to GOT4. Goliath moving to GOT6.
1: The Hexagods of Theros.
0: One god with a perfect score, a performance rating of 46. Top performer, Bradicus at 80, Topoloco at 79, and Rorx at 75. The Hexagods placed 62nd in the world this event. Player movement in Gods of Theros 6, this event has Rorex and Ricardo moving up to the Cinco. The Grogs of Theros! One god with a perfect score, a performance rating of 51. Top performers are Last Exit at 92, Marino at 82, and Dagon at 72. The Grogs of Theros placed 58th in the world. Player movement has Xandar moving up to GOT6. And we're going to close out this episode with part two of my interview with the poet Big Bill. Enjoy. Opening up um, the server as we did, um, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, I I had, um, like you had mentioned, you know, Derek Rogers, to me, Derek and Dodge are the two. Like if any decision gets made, you know, I always run it by those two. And I... Yeah, sometimes my memory escapes me i'm like 95 years old so uh but i believe i got a uh when I, I was considering opening the server up just to make sure that that we weren't going to open everything we were just going to open our social things up and and we want to make sure that our members are safe where i mean we we take that very seriously our rule number two number two is a hard clad rule and and um we, we know that if you're a member of Gods of Theros, you're safe with us. So that was my biggest concern about opening up the server to the world, so to speak, was to make sure that we weren't letting in an element that, that we would feel like we would have to control. But when I was introduced to the other servers, it just every, uh, several of them, especially like FTA, is like a party all the time. It's just a lot of talk. Gosmasters server very active, uh, even Dead Lotus Society very active server. Um, and, and it was and people for the most part, people were really behaving, and I was enjoying it. And I and and then you come back to and you look at ours, and yeah, we're we're pretty staid. You know, we're there's not a whole lot of um, what do you say? I don't know action that goes on in our chat room. <clears throat> it's pretty much about the game and then once in a while you know we talk about things but our in-game chat actually in 7 is quite active but um when i went to dodge and dodge was like yeah okay let's give it a try and i don't think i heard anything from derek right away and i went ahead and opened it up and it was open for about three minutes and then derek said something about let me test a few things out to make sure we're okay i'll do it tonight and so I quickly, I closed it. Right. <laughs> but, yes. but in that three minutes, opera stamper jumped right through the door and he was like, Hey guys, what's up? You know? <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit. Yeah.
1: yeah it, it, um, you know, it definitely, uh, you know, I watch over, you know, things I read, um, everything, you know, and, um, kind of watch over, um, like you said, you know, and protect what we have, you know, from, from my standpoint, um, And, uh, you know, we're we're just really happy, you know, that everybody can come over and and speak to us and, you know, the content creators can come over and put it um, in our server because, you know, people don't necessarily meander outside of of our server or, you know, use Discord a lot anyway. And, and, you know, I like any kind of... uh, random discussion or discussion, you know, period that has to do with, uh, you know, seeing the creative process and and how people play the game or how they may feel about a particular subject, a particular mechanic, you know, just just learning about those things It, you know, people are fascinating. And this this game is in this community is is a good, safe place, about as safe a place as you can, you know, just kind of let your mind appreciate what other people have to say without being Triggered, so to speak, you know, and um, th- the mods on, on the different servers do a good job at just trying to keep things neutral and um, trying to keep things, you know, in a positive light. And, um, you know, I think uh, whether you're a dick or not, you know, is uh, a kind of a conscious choice. Um, you know, whether, you, whether you're going to type it out, you know, things like that. And, uh, I, I will, give well,
0: I will, I will say that for some people it, it isn't a conscious choice, but you can kind of, those people, you can kind of figure out, you can like, um, oh, okay, this is just who they are and they don't quite get it.
1: Yes. And it's
0: not, there's not very many out there, especially in our, our community. I really don't. I mean, I don't know if we've ever. I don't think in the year and a half or so that I've been involved, I don't think we've ever banned anybody out of our
1: server or felt the need to. Or no, um, you know, the the thing about it is that there's more interesting ways to engage people than you know using insults and and things of that nature. So you know, um, you're you're already you know losing if. Um, you are a dick, you know, and things Mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, people get heated and all kinds of things, you know, and and the competitive nature of the game, you know, is gonna take its course and people are gonna have strong agreements and disagreements about elements of the game and because the game is so complex. And I think that's great, you know, the creative process, you know, iron sharpens iron, you know. Yeah one person sharpens another person and, um, you know, the different ways and just watching how the game's evolved, you know, with the content creators, their videos, their showcases and how that kind of helps shape the meta of the game and mm-hmm. you know, shows what the chase cards are, some different strategies and um, you know, it's, it's just really uh, revolutionized um, the way that our game is Distributed amongst the servers and, and looked at, and um, you know, so there's there's a way to play. Um, the thing I like about our our deck server is is that you can find the type of deck if you're looking for ideas, or you know, you can just play somebody else's, um, you know, if you want to. But for me, you know, I like you know, it's like oh, well, I need a control deck, so you know, I'll look at this one or that one, and I did. Uh, use uh one of your uh you kind of made me a believer in the uh the pma teferi as a coalition planeswalker i'd never really used him before but then when i saw some of the results you were having you know like with the uh, caveat of do not unleash the creatures until your objectives <laughs> are met. You yeah, know? that was that one specific event.
0: I can't even remember that. Uh, you're talking about Tefkron, right? Uh, Tef- Teferi yeah. Chronoclast? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Dad Fairy, you know, whatever. Dad Fairy, um, that's know, it. Yeah, Dad Fairy. Yeah. Man, for me, you know, I mean, Dakin came out. You know, I'm Dakin is very useful right now, of course. Um, you know, we used to rely on, on bolus, mm-hmm. on the different boli. A lot more and uh of course karn and there's just so many different ways to play but um you know so so i look at the decks for inspiration um i could do a better job about putting some down there you know and, and i think i will you know just being like hey i used this one and and had success with it co-signed somebody else's and, and just put more out there you know for people to look at and um, you know especially appreciated the help you know, during this uh, Survivor of the Four Tribes event. Yeah. The things that everybody put into it, the information provided, you know, things like that um, to understand, you know, how to approach a new event to, you know, without necessarily having the time to sit down and, you know, quote, build, you know, decks from scratch. Mm -hmm. And I would like, I'd I'd like to see more block-restricted events, more, events that um with a limited pool of cards you know um we do have a few pauper objectives and things like that but Mm -hmm. you know the thing about the the tribal competition survival of the four tribes you know you're using cards that you would probably never otherwise use you know different interesting uh pirates merfolk uh you know things like that that would necessarily use otherwise, so I think that just some way to balance that between it being too much trouble, you know, and that somebody can't get it perfect, you know. I, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. I mm-hmm. just mean that you know we should play and have fun and celebrate it because we are the player base. Um, hopefully, ways come to to bring new players in, but it's such a daunting challenge. Well, I, I think we have to get
0: WebCore on board with um, with doing some actual promotions. When I, I, I think everybody, I've heard a few times that they tried to do a podcast. They lasted one episode and such. But what was it I, I saw recently that they actually, not WebCore obviously, but the uh, maybe the original devs, actually sponsored like a, a quasi professional team and traveled them around the world. Hmm. that blew my mind and I'm thinking to myself you know there's I I would probably put there's 4 or 5 players in Denmark alone I would put up against any of these the players they could produce Um, yes but it it blew my mind that they actually put that kind of money they were traveling people to to Japan also I was not very happy to see that they at one time had a booth at uh, one of the cons and when I found out about uh, this, well, everybody, I think, probably heard the 4-Minute the Podcast I put on about uh, them not being at the Magic Cons. Yeah, I, I would just, I'd like to see, they they have a few of us kind of sitting here doing our own thing already who would love to promote this thing. and Where if you set up a booth, you know, I'll bet you guys travels. I know I'll travel. Um, I don't know, Nalthazar's situation. I don't know about Main Loop they were already at, kind of in good with web core that maybe web Corp could you know flip for a pain, plane ticket there and start getting the personalities out there to really promote at the places where people would really be interested i can't think of a better place than magicon to bring people aboard because there's no such thing as match three con you know
1: yeah you know and it, it's really just i would love to see what you guys could come up with for an endeavor like that. Um, God's masters that review. Video is just epic and in hmm. all, all ways to look at it. Um, you know, the Slayer, the uh, just the whole production. <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, yeah, you he know, continues. I just <laughs> yeah, I, I have just so much respect, you know, for the for the content creators and what they put together and just you know on whether we want to buy this plains walker or not and you know some different ways to use it and have fun you know everything's not doesn't have to be about a coalition event um you know i think most of us wish we had a little bit more time to play and play with this particular walker you know i bought this walker or that walker to play and have a good time with, you know, but I find that, you know, I might hit a couple of things during the week and just play the coalition event on the weekends or something Mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, there's so much richness to be mined out of the game. And, um, you know, I'd love to see what the content creators could come up with as far as promotion and also for really coagulating everybody's voices into something visceral that WebCorp can see that these are the types of events, or this is a perspective type of event, or objectives that we would really like um, to see, that we'd like to be challenged by, like to see the player tier system uh, go up another notch or two, um, smaller player pools, you know, things like that. But, Uh you know, in the meantime, you know, just making it fun, making it fun and a positive experience for everybody keeps on coming back, because... That'll be the difference b- between whether somebody leaves or not when, uh, you know, they get the elemental freeze or the time bug where it kicks you off or, or whatever it might be, you know, or you just get steamrolled by something, you know, and, you know, just, just something to add some levels of insulation between, a negative experience and a rage quit, Yeah, um, you know, because. As time goes on, you know, you want to make time for the game and you want to make time um, for the other things in your life. You know, finding that balance is important, you know, especially if you want to be, you know, a successful player, you know, and having these guys really theory craft and, and really showcase some uh, planeswalkers and other things just really, you know, watching what the community comes up with the deck ideas and what would go good with this. And, you know, it's just, it's just all infinitely fascinating to me. And um, I enjoy the content, you know, whether it's a comment from a person all the way up to uh, some of the professional things that you guys produce, you know, it just makes it more enjoyable and it makes it worth it. You know, that's really what, WebCore, I hope, gets is that people have a certain amount of time to spend on mobile gaming endeavors Mm -hmm. and already such a community around this game, you know, if there could be a way to find and Get new players in that wasn't so daunting. I think that would really help and you know You guys put your minds together for things like that, you know, to promote and and all that I, I look forward to see what you come up with. I mean you know, when you get out there and put your own stamp on it and you're a creative person, I mean, just look at what you've done. We have our own podcast um, <laughs> from Gods of Theros, and you certainly expanded it out, you know, to include the community as a whole. But it is, it's is—it's—it's bragging rights at work. It's like, <clears throat> excuse me, just a second. Let me uh, put this <laughs> on right here. Um, Yeah, Big Bill got a perfect score, you know. Um, the poet Big Bill got a poet perfect Pig score. Bill, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes you know Ooh, <laughs> oh my god puppies you know all those kinds of things are, are just so much fun you know and and uh, i i spent a little time down there with you in seven you know talking about telling the bill brasky stories about black dragon oh okay great like yeah <laughs> yeah you know so so I've there's a lot of a while, fun. Yeah. To, yeah yeah it's <laughs> you know you just you guys add so much fun to it you know and old heads like like me and derek and dodge and you know mm-hmm. big ben star 12. i don't want to miss anybody you know i just think about some of the names soul twist you know just soul twist of, is back uh, it's kind of nice to see him around he's posting songs you know yeah. again on the server so you know hopefully he'll come back um but yeah i think so many people you know, like the community, you know, even when they may be a little bit frustrated with the game and they still play, you know, not wanting not wanting to let any of your teammates down is a powerful uh, performance stimulant. But at the same time, the only way you can let your teammates down is just by not participating, you know, when, when you signed up to. And, you know, real life stuff happens, but yeah. just go for it. You know, um, I know I'm not disappointed in anybody. You know, it's like, you'll see one of your teammates be discouraged, you know, I only, you know, I'm sorry guys, I'm out at 118, you know, and blah, 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 you know, and, and it's like, they feel really bad and frustrated and, and, you know, like, and it's like, hey man, you know, thank you for playing, you know, thank you for uh, the 118 points because, uh hmm. you know, Whatever you're doing in your life, you you took time out to put in the effort to put that together. You did the best you could. Things happen. It's a game. Again, you know, um, the 14 matches a week, uh, you know, where 400 people can go perfect and things like that is is great, you know. And I'm not disparaging it one bit. But by cycling through these legacy events and things like that, I mean, if you don't lose some points in legacy, you know, then... uh, you know something about
0: the game I don't. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Legacy. That, I, there were some tough decks last week. I mean, I yeah. I, I lost two matches and one match it was just. Uh, I don't even remember what it was. I just remember staring at the board, going, "What is going on? I have, you know, I'm getting destroyed." And then the second one was embarrassingly. I some I got beat by a couple of dinosaurs, and and it wasn't galta was
1: not involved i was like this is this is nuts
0: yeah legacy is definitely humbling
1: yes you know i just i just think that uh you know especially with the standard uh rotation going to three years instead of two years you know we we kind of missed out on that brewing season uh last fall you know when we had a and so um you know we're looking at you know void rend and Meeting of the five, you know, we're looking at all the meta type things and green is really, you know, with the tortoise and, mm-hmm. you know, some of the other exciting stuff, you know, it's, it's changing the game a lot, you know, green, you know, of course, if you use Kazmina a lot, like I do, then, uh, you know, you'll, You'll be able to control that growth from green, oh, and yeah. you can I, use creatures. I almost feel and... like you're
0: taunting me to to develop Kazmina. I just, I because that's my, uh, that's why I don't play the tortoise in coalition events. I tried when it first came out, and I and I was able to pull it, and I used it in the coalition events, thinking this is going to be so exciting. And that was the last time that I crapped the bed in the coalition event. This time was totally new, but. Yeah, I, I, I suffer. I could not. I couldn't keep the reins on it. So, I, if Kazmina helps me with that, then I definitely have to learn.
1: Yeah, it, the the tortoise is that's a tough one, you know, because you can accidentally release a tortoise, and then you know everything happens like it happens, and um, mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like you know Valiana is not really a good viable choice for coalition events unless you just want to go straight aggro, and then um, you know. But but I really like. I really like Kazmina and um you know I do play a lot with Dakin just simply because of the utility of Dakin yeah. uh with with the prevent damage and hexproof and different things like that you know I used to be a burner um I made my bones in uh Gods of Theros with with Jaya Ballard um hmm. that's how I moved up enough to be able to play on the top team and hang with some of the bigger guys with a smaller collection because uh, she is a very very strong walker i've just been
0: experimenting Um, with her in the last month or so
1: just read having some limitations Mm -hmm. um you know with creature removal and things like that if you come against to prevent damage uh, creature and things like that for example you know or you just uh, you know there's a lot of discard involved if you, if you go into red and but jaya ballard um you know she is probably i'd have to say my all-time uh, favorite really mono walker because i can take a jaya ballard deck and, and do whatever red's capable of doing um mm-hmm. especially in uh you know something that you want to do direct damage, or you want to, you know, have multiple win cons. Red's great for that, but at the same time, I mean, after wizard class come out, it made Ral even more, and and Ral is another one that's, uh, you know, super powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that use Ral. I'm not going to say more than I do, but in different ways than I do. You know, I kind of like the uh, classic wizard class, song of creation you know, type thing, shenanigans. And Mm -hmm. that's one thing I do like about Kazmina. You know, she's a little bit better than, uh, Tamayo. In my opinion, Tamayo kind of lacks utility. She has an amazing third ability and she can, you know, buy you a little bit of time, but, uh, Kazmina fetches, duplicates and accelerates with her different abilities. So you'll, you'll see the light you, uh, you really will, man. You keep working on that Casmina game. Uh, I know you'll uh, you'll learn to
0: appreciate her. I, yeah, I simply just have to actually start playing with her. I I've, I've played. I'll bet you in my life ten matches with her.
1: Yeah, you. Uh,
0: the, yeah, all you- the all the players who are better than me are saying, "Oh yeah, Casmina," <laughs> and I'm I'm sitting here no. like with my arms folded, going, "No, no, Dakon. Yeah, okay, you play Dakon, <laughs> nerd. We're gonna play Casmina." So, I yeah, I, I definitely need to, uh, I need to wisen up.
1: Yeah, Dakin is so powerful and a lot of people use it. And, and you know, it, it's either or situation, you know, for me, a lot of times it just depends on what the objectives are and things like that. But I just, you know, especially with the ability to fetch, you know, look through your cards and, you know. But
0: I don't um, think I, I don't think Dakin's really. Um, I think Dakin's brute force. I, I, there's, I don't think there's a whole lot of thought that has to go into Dakin. I think that with Kazmina, I think you gotta you gotta kind of plan your deck out. You have to plan out your game a bit.
1: That's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, you know, Dakin can be super control, or you can make brute force. But Kazmina is more in my opinion, a viable option now and going forward, you know, to be able to harness some of the green and being able to have some of the removal options, the stall options, the disable options of blue. And um, I wish WebCore would fix uh, the seed mechanic because I would be uh, rocking with uh, a lot more uh, seed mechanic things now, you know, seed mechanic, can work against you too, you know, cause the other uh, competitor can certainly gather up mana at a quick pace, but, you know, at the same time, um, I ain't trying to, I will play Dryad Arbor and uh, Colony Gardens, uh, I will play those, but I won't mix in like Yamavaya, whatever that one is. Um, you know, there's something that'll make it even worse and I don't use that Nisa Planeswalker either. You know, because I don't want to rip somebody, you know, with an elemental bug, you know, that's not their fault or whatever.
0: Yeah, I've got, like, uh, I've written four follow-up questions here for you, but um, I think we're going to save those for the next time. We'll close out. I have some questions for you here at the end. Okay. But uh, I have no doubt I'm going to have you on again in the future, and uh, we can continue this. Okay, what's your favorite movie?
1: Um... If I had to think right now, yeah, I would say pulp fiction, and I'll take—I'll tell you why. Um, the dialogue, and yes, it's quite a violent movie, but so much of the violence was alluded to and suggested um, rather than shown. Now we're talking about quite a violent movie, but. Um, I think that movie really makes you think, you know, about some different things, what kind of path you want to take in life. I like the way it's broken up non-sequentially so you kind of got to figure out what's going on, uh see uh what different directions people go in and um you know, I'd have to say that's probably my all-time favorite movie. You know, Forrest Gump is a very powerful movie in a lot of ways, but um i'm just gonna go with pulp fiction i I think pulp fiction is your selection because it was the greatest
0: movie ever made yeah that That, that i'm with you on that one and by the way samuel l jackson was nominated as supporting
1: actor yeah explain um, that one to
0: me while while travolta was nominated as lead actor Hmm.
1: no i'm not real sure you know um you know, we know who was trying real hard to be the shepherd in that movie <laughs> was uh, John Travolta. You know, he, uh, you know, he had the dance moves and uh, you know, nice car and a not so nice habit and things like that. But uh, I had the wallet for about ten years before it fell apart. <laughs> I
0: did. I swear to God, yeah. it was a, and it was yeah. a gift. It was a, uh, I think a birthday gift from my kids.
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. That, that lets me know that, that you did a great job parenting, you know, and <laughs> that you got great kids if they gave you that. Um, you I've often wanted that wallet that, that contained those words, but, um, and w- when he pulled the wallet out of the sack and it actually said that on it, you know, that was such a wonderful moment, yeah. and um, also the briefcase, and, and you know, whatever is in the briefcase, you know what's your speculation
0: i've heard some things i i I go towards the obvious but what's your speculation
1: i believe there's a soul or uh (laughs) consciousness inside the briefcase because marcellus had a cut on the back of his head around the point where i would assume that a consciousness or a soul would be extracted from and um (laughs) I think that's why I had the Band-Aid.
0: Man, I didn't think about the Band-Aid. Now I've heard that theory before too, and I was like, "Yeah, why would he? Why why would? Uh, oh, yeah, I can't remember the, the guys. Uh, what what Tim Roth's uh, character name was? Why would he recognize if it was if it was that? Why would he recognize it in the briefcase and say, "Is that what I think it is? So I, of course, I thought bullion, but um but now yeah now i gotta
1: think about that band-aid damn it bill (laughs) yeah there's really a lot to ponder when when uh you know he was in the diner Uh eating and uh you know he was being told to hand over the briefcase and what was in it you know and he said my boss is dirty laundry and um oh i think that yeah yeah see it's the movie that that keeps on giving yes yes and You know, definitely one of the things, you know, that um, I like to have in the catalog of people that I talk to about certain things, you know, Um, I I think there's just so many things other than the obvious gratuitous violence and suggestive nature and 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 raunchiness of it, you know, but there's something about the the term Pulp Fiction itself, you know, what it represents, kind of over the top, but stylistic at the same time, you know, I think a lot of good things about that. Yeah, Tarantino put out a lot of great movies, but I think he peaked early.
0: Yes, yes, definitely. What, What was the last movie that you saw, like in the theater, let's say?
1: Oh, wow, the last movie that I saw in the theater, um... It was the one with the, uh, AI, um, The Creator is that, uh, the name of it. The one where, um, it had to do with the AI and, um, I believe it's called The Creator.
0: You have a favorite television show of all time?
1: Uh, favorite television show of all time. Um, hmm. I would have to say that I've appreciated lots of different television shows. Um, you know yeah i like uh some of the star trek and some of the things that some of us nerds enjoy you know uh especially the next generation but you know the uh nbc thursday night lineup type things seinfeld friends <laughs> on the 90s, uh, yeah PR, yeah me and me and my girl have been watching some er you know and and all that you know but but Friends in Seinfeld, you know, to me is just so rich with pop culture references and things like that from, from my heyday. And I'd have to say that, you know. Um, nowadays, I pretty much just put it on sports or something mindless. I'll watch pretty much anything my girlfriend wants me to watch because she has good taste in things. And uh, we end up watching some interesting th- things and- um, but Very well stated. What sports
0: do you uh, turn on when you watch? Specifically, is there one that you go to
1: or that you enjoy the most? The sport that I enjoy the most is college football. Mm-hmm. Um, down here in, in the South, in uh, the Southern United States, we we don't have a lot of professional teams, you know, especially in Mississippi, right. Alabama, you know, things like that. But so are you SEC an Ole Miss football, fan? Or? Well, I'm a Mississippi State fan. gonna yeah, so I'm I'm a seasoned loser. I know how to lose. <laughs> um, you know, I know how to have realistic expectations. You know, just go to you know the Poinsettia Bowl every year or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm am a Mississippi State fan. So you know, but I'm not a bandwagon jumper like some of the Alabama and Georgia fans are. But that down down here in the South, you, you know, when it comes to sports, the SEC is what you know in, in whatever sport you happen to to care about you know that's what we focus on a lot down here there's a lot of saints fans and a lot of falcons fans and you know but when it comes down to it you know your sec school team the traditions the things around that you know we talk about football season down here all the time and um, so college football and and then pro football i really don't have a pro football team i do enjoy the chiefs you know i think they got some pretty interesting stuff going on and we were having a discussion at work today about whether uh, Taylor Swift has raised Travis Kelsey's profile or whether he's raised hers. You know, yeah. and um, so we got into an interesting discussion about that today.
0: You could you, you could discuss it, it, it geometrically and think about whether it's raised the profile up or whether it's
1: broadened the profiles outward for each. Yes, uh, I believe it's made... Each one a, a more valuable commodity right now mm-hmm. and uh, something to talk about you know even to the point where I heard you know theories about how the nation may change if <laughs> uh, Travis were to propose to Taylor get her pregnant you know about how you know all of a sudden there would be a massive new baby boom in the United States and Wow uh, <laughs> you know just kind of change the whole uh, course of uh, humanity it all um, comes you know, down to on... uh, Mr. and Mrs. Swift, huh? Yes, I mean that's <laughs> that's probably the uh, safest uh, social issue that we can uh, <laughs> ponder on right now is is, is the Kelsey uh, Taylor Swift situation. You know, just something well fun. So, yeah, So yeah. We'll we'll
0: have to keep an eye on that one. Um, you have a uh, favorite author?
1: Favorite author, I would say, I really liked Isaac Asimov. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like uh, some of the science fiction. Um, I like H.G. Wells. Mm -hmm. The way he wrote is like, yeah, you better put on your uh, thinking cap to really, you know, beautiful, beautiful prose prose. Um, you know, and definitely, you know, a different perspective, and, and just really getting you out there, and with the specificity to go forward. You know, and and live the same story, but it it'd be something completely different than like a movie might turn out to be. Some of those old style writers, some of Stephen King's things. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to be quite honest with you, you know. Um, Pretty much everything I read now is uh, nonfiction of some kind or another. Um, I like to learn about things. I like to uh, just kind of let the stream of consciousness go in, in whatever direction it wants to go, you know, and learn about some different things. Um, you know, just to take out some of the sting of some of the things that get hurled in our face every day. You know, we all need an escape you know some balance to uh you know round ourselves out regardless of what day the world's going to end um you know hopefully um you have a good day before it happens you know and um, <laughs> you know that to me means as much as anything you know it's just just trying to balance out a day make it through a day you have um, a lot of us in the community you know have different mental issues or you know situations things like that a lot of us have those and and, and those are nothing to be ashamed about you know the the idiosyncrasies and the different things that we do um, makes us who we are and um, I don't want it to be uh, anything tragic or depressing you know try to lift people up because you know, when you've been down, you know, you want, you don't want other people to have to experience that, you know, and, and a day is just what you make it, you know, to some extent, whether it's busy, whether it's slow, it's it's kind of what you make it into and uh, what you bring to the table, you know?
0: Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned King. I've answered that question with Stephen King before and, and I've, I've, I've gotten shit about it. And I've said, well, I'm not saying he's the greatest author of all time. I'm saying, you asked me what my favorite author is. It's highly consumable escapism and he does it very well. I have no problem saying King.
1: Yes, and I will give you a uh, Bill Walton moment <laughs> to ponder. We look at markings on a page which is compressed tiny particles of wood and we hallucinate a story based on the symbols on that page. And so the whole process is fascinating and there is no right or wrong answer. It's just simply about which one entertains you as you hallucinate based on the characters on the piece of paper that you're reading.
0: You know I'm gonna clip that and that's gonna be the uh, teaser for this interview. Is that (laughs) statement you just made? That was brilliant, I loved it. any well, um you. oh favorite musical
1: artist well Pink floyd always was kind of kind of my favorite um i actually got to go see a pink floyd show in 1994 no kidding um, but um i've heard it all so many times i am a uh, more than anything else i like 90s grunge uh-huh. uh alternative music and um you know even even rap music um, I'm proud to say that uh, very soon after I turned 48 years old, that uh, I acquired a big subwoofer to put in the trunk of my car, and I'm quite obnoxious, um, you know, with uh, my musical choices going around. And uh, what's what's the first track you're gonna put through that? Well, you know, I I play a lot of rap. Um, I like the Migos. I like trap music. You know, things like that. You know, just because it's fun. Uh You know, just because. you know getting your head rattled you know and, and I get a lot of interesting looks you know when uh people are like ooh who bumping like that and it's like <laughs> roll up on the uh you know bald 48 year old guy you know with the gray goatee and everything like that you know like, yeah, yeah yeah it's uh i've listened to music my whole life so like i can transport myself back to periods of time good memories different things like that you know based on song choices um and i'll tell you you know i mean even if you got like a, you know a good cry you gotta get out of you as a guy or something like that you know i mean there's there's some songs for that too you know Mm -hmm. Um, maybe wouldn't go bumping those up down the road but um i like being playfully obnoxious that would probably be probably the mischievous and, and and playfully obnoxious, you know. I don't want to cross a line with nobody or anything like that. But I just like to say things and, and do things, you know, just just to have an effect on people, you know, and um, not to be invisible. I spent so many years of my life being shy. Um, I'm not shy. I'm quiet for the most part because I already know everything that I know. You know, I'm trying to learn something new on um, every day, but I will go on and on about something, you know, you're lucky for your recording purposes that you caught me after a very long day of work and everything <laughs> like that. You know, you, as, as you we're sneaking me, up at two hours. <laughs> yeah. If, if you caught me about 10 o'clock this morning, you know, then, uh, you know, I don't know if we ever would have got off the bill Walton question or not. We would, <laughs> we would just, uh, I,
0: we would make it alive and we would just keep the channel open.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Any other hobbies other than gaming?
1: Not really. Um, I uh, I work, I talk to and spend time with the people in my life that that mean uh, something to me, but not really much of anything other than gaming. I love to play any kind of card game, any kind of game with somebody, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Grew up playing cards, dominoes, you know, things like that. Um, around holidays and such, you know, I'm just a gamer. I'll, I'll play about anything.
0: And, what do you have for uh, dinner tonight?
1: I haven't had it yet. Ah, uh, me neither. I'm real. But, but I do, I have a Subway sandwich in there that I'm going to, uh, heat up here in a little bit. Um, it's an Italian BMT sandwich. Oh, very nice. And, uh, because when I eat, um, my main meal for the day at night, I get like tired and lethargic. And, you and know, that, that pretty much closes out the day for you. Yeah, it's pretty much,
0: you know. Sure. Uh, the last question I that uh, I ask is, how did he come up with
1: your name? Big Bill 1375 So basically, um, I'm a big guy. I'm not as big as I used to be. Um, I used to weigh about 340 pounds. And um, I did uh, keto. And, you know, I lost about 100 pounds and things wow. like that, you know. Um, thanks to uh, Sonia, Maya. Uh, my girlfriend, you know, um, back when uh, I first met her, you know, I couldn't even hardly walk up a hill or anything. But mm. she was just such an interesting person, you know. Just as a friend, you know, she kind of inspired me um, to get off my tail, you know, and you know to be able to uh, to do some more things. And um, it's just kind of gone from there. I'm still big, but um, you know, I've always been a big guy, even when I was a young guy. I was a big guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bill comes from, you know, William, you know, but Bill's what everybody calls me. I used to be called Billy, but I just, and I could be wrong, but I'm one of those people that I feel like if you're a guy and you have an E sound at the end of your name, <laughs> you need to make a conscious choice whether you want to keep that as an adult male. Now, <laughs> you know, I also have other rules like you know not chewing gum and not wearing sandals and things like that you know it's not for everybody but i'm just talking about my rules you mm-hmm. know that that i try to go by I, I didn't figure i needed an e sound at the end of my name uh, i didn't feel like i could be taking it seriously at, you know hey billy what's going on billy and then it's like oh there's billy joe billy billy jean you know all this other kind of stuff billy bob you know all that you know it's like hmm you know but with with just regular bill it can become power bill or super bill <laughs> or electric bill or you know electric bill. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. the 13 is just kind of a a fun way of considering myself unlucky um i've uh, certainly had my share of misfortune and, and different things in my life, as I'm sure others have, you know, some by my choice, some by not by my choice, but you know, I'm very blessed. I may not be lucky all the time, but I am blessed, you know? So there comes the 13 and the 75 would be the year of my birth. Um, 1975. So that's where it, it came from. That's and like that's just kind of
0: 1975.
1: Yeah. That's kind of my universal thing, you know, because, uh I I pretty much just am who I am, you know, across any platform. You know, that's another thing I I keep in mind, you know, is like, uh, sometimes I get pretty far out there, but no matter what planet I'm on, I'm still Bill. And so it's all good. It's all good. Well, thanks for coming on for this. Very much appreciate the uh, opportunity to become uh, famous. And um, I really dig your podcast, man. And I really think it's awesome. and, And I'm, I'm flattered that you would want to speak with me about this game and this community and all that, you know. And you brought a lot of energy and um, enthusiasm to a lot of us and um, much needed. So I appreciate a, um, you giving me Very generous of
0: you to uh, to offer that. But I, I knew that when I decided to do interviews, you were on the very short list. I had three names written down and uh, you were one of
1: them so i really appreciate you coming on and i'm sure we're gonna have you back it's an honor to have my uh thoughts um on any particular subject at any particular time to be noted articulated recorded and saved for prosperity and posterity
0: that was the poet big bill thank you so much for your time bill i thoroughly enjoyed the interview no recruitment messages for the next couple episodes as we continue to honor Julie with the team name changes. This episode's mashup was not actually a mashup. It's a cover of a song first performed by Nina Simone called Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. This cover was performed by Santa Esmeralda. Oh, oh okay, okay, fun fact time, great. Santa Esmeralda was actually a studio group formed in Europe in the late 70s, conceived by a group of French music producers and comprised of Spanish-influenced musicians. They specialized in disco-themed covers of older, popular songs. Pretty cool stuff, actually. Check it out. DodgeU performs the data-crunching duties for Coalition event results and writes the summary with virtuoso volubility. Pipes is known to his mother as Jeffrey Smith. He's been doing this forever. You've heard his voice in radio and TV ads. You can find him on Fiverr. Additional writing for this episode was done by DodgeU. This podcast is produced by EchoBlade Studios. I'm Nerd Thuggery. We'll see you probably much sooner than you've now become accustomed. Good luck this weekend, folks.